Today is Thursday, December 8th. The title for our devotional is Judah and Tamar. Yesterday we discussed how the genealogy of Jesus at the beginning of Matthew reveals God to be a faithful redeemer who made a covenant with Abraham and David and faithfully fulfilled these covenants despite the people's many failures to live up to the covenant stipulations. A few of the people mentioned in the genealogy of Jesus, which Matthew highlights, reveal this to be one of his primary themes. Remember, we see this key theme where he diverges from traditional genealogies. He does so most often by mentioning additional characters apart from just the fathers. Matthew 1, 3, we read, Judah, the father of Perez and Zerah, whose mother was Tamar. Perez, the father of Hezron, Hezron, the father of Ram. Notice he mentions Tamar. The traditional way of writing a genealogy would be just to mention the father and the children or the sons. It's strange that Matthew would mention Tamar uh, and the story of how Perez and Zerah were born. It's, it's one most families would hope subsequent generations soon forget. Yet Matthew highlights the story, and Tamar herself. The story is a bit long, but let's read it for all of its shameful glory. Quick word of warning if you're listening to this with kids around, the story is a little PG-13. Genesis 38, 6-30. Judah got a wife for Ur, his firstborn, and her name was Tamar. But Ur, Judah's firstborn, was wicked in the Lord's sight, so the Lord put him to death. Then Judah said to Onan, Sleep with your brother's wife and fulfill your duty to her as a brother-in-law to raise up offspring for your brother. That was lover at marriage. It's traditionally, uh, it's common in the day when one brother died, the other brother would provide an heir, an offspring for his deceased brother. But Onan knew that the child would not be his. So whenever he slept with his brother's wife, he spilled the semen on the ground to keep from providing offspring for his brother. What he did was wicked in the Lord's sight. So the Lord put him to death also. Judah then said to his daughter-in-law, Tamar, live as a widow in your father's household until my son, Shelah, grows up. For he thought, he may die too, just as his brothers. So Tamar went to live with her father's household. After a long time, Judah's wife, the daughter of Shua, died. When Judah had recovered from his grief, he went up to Timnah, to the men who were shearing his sheep, and his friend Hirah, the Adulamite, went with him. When Tamar was told, your father-in-law is on his way to Timnah to shear his sheep, She took off her widow's clothes, covered herself with a veil to disguise herself, and then sat down at the entrance to Anaim, which is on the road to Timnah. For she saw that, though Shelah had now grown up, she had not been given to him as his wife. When Judah saw her, he thought she was a prostitute, for she had covered her face. Not realizing that she was his daughter-in-law, he went over to her by the roadside and said, Come now, let me sleep with you. And what will you give me to sleep with you? she asked. I'll send you a young goat from my flock, he said. Will you give me something as a pledge until you send it, she asked. He said, what pledge should I give you? Your seal in its court and the staff in your hand, she answered. So he gave them to her and slept with her, and she became pregnant by him. After she left, she took off her veil and put on her widow's clothes again. Meanwhile, Judah sent the young goat by his friend, the Adulamite, in order to get his pledge back from the woman. But he did not find her. He asked the men who lived there, Where is the shrine prostitute who was beside the road at Naim? There hasn't been any shrine prostitute here, they said. So he went back to Judah and said, I didn't find her. Besides, the men who lived there said, There hasn't been any shrine prostitute here. Then Judah said, Let her keep what she has, or we will become a laughingstock. After all, I did send her this young goat, but you didn't find her. 
About three months later, Judah was told, your daughter-in-law Tamar is guilty of prostitution, and as a result, she is now pregnant. Judah said, bring her out and have her burned to death. As she was being brought out, she sent a message to her father-in-law. I am pregnant by the man who owns these, she said. And she added, see if you recognize whose seal and cord and staff these are. Judah recognized them and said, she is more righteous than I, since I wouldn't give her to my son, Shelah. And he did not sleep with her again. When the time came for her to give birth, there were twin boys in her womb. As she was giving birth, one of them put out his hand. So the midwife took a scarlet thread and tied it on the wrist and said, this one came out first. But when he drew back his hand, his brother came out and she said, so this is how you have broken out. And he was named Perez. Then his brother who had the scarlet thread on his wrist came out and he was named Zerah. Yeah, that's a, isn't that a story that you'd like subsequent generations to forget? Yet Matthew includes it here. Note, Judah's confession in verse 26, she is more righteous than I. Judah was an immoral man, putting it nicely. Let's not forget that he was also the one who suggested Joseph, his brother, be sold into slavery. And he didn't suggest this to save his brother's life, Reuben had tried to save his life, but that they might profit from him. He profits them nothing if they just kill him, he thought. Yet, the kingly line is to be through Judah. His father Jacob blessed him at the end of his life by saying, Judah, your brothers will praise you. Your hand will be on the neck of your enemies. Your father's sons will bow to you. You are a lion's cub, Judah. You return from the prey, my son. Like a lion, he crouches and lies down, like a lioness who dares to rouse him. The scepter will not depart from Judah, nor the ruler's staff from between his feet, until he to whom it belongs shall come, and the obedience of the nations shall be his. That is a a blessing that Jacob gives to Judah, declaring that the royal line will come from Judah, and ultimately the Messiah will come through him. Again, God chose Judah and remained faithful to his promise in spite of this man's lack of integrity. His promise was ultimately fulfilled in Jesus. In Jesus, the story of Judah and all of humanity finds redemption. Thank you.